Hello, Reptile fans. Today, I talk with Emma Lynn Sampson about creating a virtual zoo. My name is Bill Strand. I'm the host of the Reptile Entrepreneur Podcast, and it's my job to help you create a business you love in the reptile community. You know how we get these great ideas as to what we could do? We think about them while we're doing chores, driving to work, seeing the shower, saying, oh, I don't want to get out. And most of these ideas just fade away because we don't do anything about them. Well, Emma Lynn had a great idea and she decided she's going to do something with it. Many of you already know Emma Lynn Sampson because she's got a very popular, very successful YouTube channel about keeping animals. But she decided she wanted to do more. Now, if you ever had a great idea for something that you could do in the reptile community, whether it's a product or even as simple as just making an account for your chameleon, the reptile entrepreneur is a great place for you. And I invite you to find the account on Instagram where we're talking about these issues. The address is at reptile entrepreneur, all one word. And you'll find a lot of discussions about creating an account on Instagram, website, e-commerce, and generally how to create a business in the reptile world. But now, please join me in welcoming Emma Lynn Sampson to the Reptile Entrepreneur video podcast. Welcome, reptile entrepreneurs. Today, we have someone who is no stranger to the airwaves here. This is Emma Lynn Sampson, and uh, she is coming to us from the Beyond the Wild Animal Center. But of course, you know her from her YouTube channel. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. It is wonderful to have you here. Give us an introduction of who you are for the people who aren't familiar with you from YouTube. Hi, my name is Emma. So I have a YouTube channel, which is just Emma Lynn Sampson. I have had it for a bit over four years now. And my YouTube channel is entirely dedicated to animals and my life with animals. Um, I've also worked as a zookeeper in the past, uh, primarily at a reptile zoo. So I have a lot of experience with animals. And uh, let's just add that that YouTube channel is uh, uh, incredibly successful and has passed the 100,000 subscriber mark. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That was a very exciting thing that happened last year. We, of course, understand having a YouTube channel, but somewhere along the way, you got the idea for a virtual zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Lead us on that journey. So my idea for the virtual zoo mostly became um, came to be from my experience working in an actual zoo. So I was working in a mostly reptile zoo. You know, there is some non-animals there, but it was a primarily reptile zoo. And I was working there just before the pandemic started. And of course, then the pandemic started, the whole world changed, um, and zoos were affected by the pandemic a lot. Um, I don't know exactly how they were affected all around the world, but here in Canada, a lot of smaller zoos especially had to start shutting down because they just weren't able to stay open throughout the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, working in a zoo, I was experiencing that firsthand because thankfully the zoo that I was working at, you know, remained open and is still open. But since so many other zoos were closing, we were getting their animals and, you know, it was, it was affecting all of the zoos. So throughout the pandemic, I saw a lot of zoos um, start to make shifts towards online content and ways that they could, you know, continue engaging with the people who supported them 
online and I guess that sort of just gave me the idea to create an entirely virtual zoo because I'd never seen anything like that and I thought that it would be a very interesting thing to have. Now when you say virtual zoo, what does Mm. that mean? See, I think when I first kind of came up with that, I didn't even entirely know. Uh, You know, it took a lot of thinking and planning of, you know, how is this actually going to work? Um, But overall, the idea was just to have a place, you know, with all of my animals on it that people could come and visit to see them, meet them, learn about them. And again, with it being a virtual thing, anyone anywhere in the world could visit it. You know, you're not just limited to the people within like a one hour radius of you or anything. It's something that anyone can enjoy. And I think that's always something that I've really liked about the internet is just the ability it has to connect people from all over the world. And so what would you include in this? Obviously, a zoo means you can have animals of any sort. <laughs> you, you'd need a lot of uh, space for that. Yeah. So what is your theme? So most of the animals on the website are reptiles and amphibians. Um, so all of the animals there are basically the animals that I have up to this point kept as pets for myself. Um, you know, I've been keeping pets for a long time, basically ever as long as I can remember really ever since I was a very young kid and I think I have a lot of you know interesting species that people don't necessarily know about Um, so I just wanted to use the animals that I had to create this virtual zoo okay so we are going on the entrepreneurial journey here you mm-hmm. came up with an idea, and we all know the uh, <laughs> the space between idea and execution is a chasm. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that that uh, that struck you and said, "All right, this is not only a good idea, but I am going to do this." Yeah. Um. So it was a very long process. You know, the first time I can really remember this idea coming into my head was about a year and a half ago now. So, you know, it's been a while. This wasn't an idea that I had and then executed right away. It was an idea that kind of just floated in the back of my mind for a very long time. Um, So I first had this idea, like I said, throughout the pandemic when zoos were having to shut down and everything. Um, And I really decided that I wanted to execute this when I actually quit my job at the zoo that I was working at. Um, I'm sure if anyone else watching this has worked in the zoo industry before, they are familiar with the fact that, you know, the zoo industry isn't always the best paying industry. There are a lot of long hours involved, a lot of physical labor. It's not always the fun job that it's worked up to be. You know, it's great working with the animals, but there's a lot more to it than just that. So I ended up leaving my job with the zoo that I was working at in August of last year. And that's kind of when I decided that I wanted to make this happen because um, one, I needed a new job (laughs) and two, it had kind of floated in the back of my head long enough and stuck around that I knew that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just an idea that I had and then didn't care about anymore. I was still thinking about it. I was actively kind of planning it out in my head every now and then. So I 
knew that it was something that I should do. Okay. And what was your plan for monetization? How would this support itself? <laughs> yeah, so um, so the virtual zoo, it does come with, I guess, some in-person stuff. So we also offer animal education programs. So those things like birthday parties, events, and whatnot. Um, when I was working at the reptile zoo, that was kind of my primary position. I was a presenter. So I was the one, you know, taking the big snakes and the caimans to people's birthday parties and showing them off there. So I decided that I wanted to continue that because that was always my favorite aspect of the job. I loved meeting new people and introducing them to reptiles and seeing them get interested in them. So that was something I wanted to continue doing. So I decided to start offering animal education programs. So... I live in Nova Scotia, Canada, so here in person, if anyone else happens to be listening in Nova Scotia, um, you can book live animal shows with Beyond the Wild. Um, and for anyone who's not in Nova Scotia, we do also offer these virtually, so you can book a virtual presentation as well. Um, so that is one way that I knew you know, I'd hopefully be able to support myself and to support the zoo through this is through the birthday parties, the events and stuff that we will be doing, and then the memberships for the zoo. Because, you know, I was kind of thinking, obviously this is very different from a real life in-person zoo, but there are still a lot of similar aspects to it. And, you know, typically when you go to a zoo, you have to pay some sort of entry fee or something like that. And a lot of zoos also offer memberships for people. Um, so that was something that I was really interested in was just sort of um, creating a membership for it. And I had, you know, this is sort of an idea I've had before just with like my personal YouTube channel because you know people will create things like Patreon or YouTube members and I'd never done that before but I thought that this would be a good way to you know also kind of open myself up to people who are interested in just supporting my YouTube channel a bit further yeah and, so and I know somebody's somebody's going to ask are we ever going to get a live feed <laughs> I have um definitely thought of that but there is a lot of logistical things that go into it, especially where the business is run out of my home right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a lot that you have to think about if you're going to be live streaming something from your house all the time. So if we can figure out a way to, you know, make that possible while also maintaining our privacy and everything, then we will certainly <laughs> look into that. <laughs> well, tell me about the launch, which happened last weekend. Yeah. Uh, launches sometimes are surprising. <laughs> yeah. It, um, Tell us about your launch. It's definitely, you know, it can definitely be very stressful leading up to the launch, but also very exciting. Thankfully, um, I managed to do pretty well. I didn't get too stressed out beforehand. You know, I was worried that I was going to end up with a lot of last minute things that needed to be done. 
but you know, I launched the other day and thankfully everything went smooth then. Although I did actually have to delay the launch by a week because I did have some issues with banking things, which is always fun. So there was a little bit of a delay, but thankfully after that, everything went smooth. Um, I launched over the weekend and yeah, that was very exciting. I had a lot of people who were excited for it, which really helped, you know, when, when you have a group of people who are also looking forward to it and are excited about it, it, you know, helps calm your nerves a little bit. You can kind of be excited with them. So this is a big help having, you know, just other people excited for it as well. Now, since we're an entrepreneurial podcast, <laughs> we're, we're interested in looking behind the scenes here. Mm-hmm. What kind of workload does it take to maintain this? Yeah. And how will that fit in with your YouTube channel? So I've thought about it a lot and I'm actually really excited both for my website and for my YouTube channel because I feel like having this virtual zoo now almost, um, not that I, you know, not that I didn't have any reasons to create content before, but it gives me a whole new reason to create oh, content. Oh, it's a whole new world. Exactly. And it's a whole different style of content as well, because my YouTube channel has always been fairly casual. You know, I like to just do some vlogs showing my animals eating. You know, I do some, some more formal videos, but a lot of it is just very casual here's my life with animals. Whereas with the zoo, you know, it's a lot more formal. I want it to be a lot more educational. So it is really an entirely different style of content. But I am looking forward to creating content that I can use both for my YouTube channel and for the website. Um, for example, if you look on the website in the pet corner, um, I have a couple care guides written there. So I currently have a crested gecko care guide and a ball python care guide. And attached to my crested gecko care guide, I put my YouTube crested gecko care guide. Um, so I'm excited to just be able to create content like that, that, you know, I can have on my YouTube channel for people to find, but I can also integrate it into my website for people to use. So I am very excited about that. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to ask about life balance. You are now <laughs> living in a zoo. That is your job. How <laughs> are you going to balance your life? Yeah, um, I would honestly say my life is doesn't have a lot of balance in it. I really operate just day to day. I just do what needs to be done this day, what I feel like doing. I really don't work on much of a schedule. Um, as someone who has worked from home now for five, four, four years, yeah, I've had my YouTube channel for about four years and I've been use it, doing that as my primary job. So I am used to working from home on my own time. But there is a lot of struggles that come with it because, yeah, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of balance and that can be difficult to balance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and let's, uh, let's talk about how in the world are you going to resist putting reptiles in every corner of your house because yeah. now that's your job. And it's yeah. the zoo. It, your business needs 
another 10 species, right? Thankfully, I, my cats, um, my cats kind of limit me because the cats I, can't be around the animals. So my animal okay, spaces yeah. are limited to rooms that the cats can't go to. <laughs> yeah, you give me an excuse like that. It's over. It is yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, because it is interesting. So like, like you know this is completely run out of my house right now so we have a total of three animal rooms in this house there's the one that i'm currently in which i call my lizard lounge this room has a lot of my like smaller reptiles a lot of my geckos and stuff um, some of my amphibians are in here and then downstairs in the garage we have basically converted the garage into a reptile room and that's where a lot of the bigger reptiles live. So we have um, the Parsons chameleons. They're both down there because here in Canada, they are kept indoors. Um, all of the ball pythons are downstairs. Um, bearded dragon, blue tongue skink, you know, any of the animals that need a bit more space. They're all down there. And then we have a separate room for the birds and the mammals because we actually have birds and mammals as well. <laughs> Not many, okay. but there is a few of them. There's three bird species, and then I have rabbits. Okay. Yeah, so we're kind of limited to those three rooms, and, you know, my rule is if it doesn't fit in one of those rooms, then it can't have it. <laughs> okay. How do you decide what, what animals, I'll say reptiles or mm -hmm. animals, to get for your zoo? Because yeah. zoos obviously... <laughs> It's strategic what animals that they yeah, have. Yeah, definitely. And especially... What strategy do you use? Especially where I'm doing um, animal presentations, the choice of animals, you know, you have to be very thoughtful with that. You can't just take any animal to a school with 30 kids and expect them to be okay with it, you know? I'm sure being a chameleon guy, you can imagine, you know, if you took just any chameleon out for a five-hour road trip, <laughs> they uh, wouldn't like it too much, so. Yeah, you need a special chameleon for that. Yeah, exactly. And we did actually have one at the zoo that I used to work mm -hmm. at, which was awesome, but I certainly don't have one of those, so. <laughs> um, yeah, between Montium and Parson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither of them enjoy others too much, but that's okay. Um, so... Choosing. So do you plan on, ha do you have plans for growing how many uh, animals you have in your zoo? Yeah, so I did actually get a couple new animals before the launch of the zoo that okay. I was primarily looking for, for the education, you know, the outreach, the shows and stuff. Um, as far as the online zoo goes, you know, that doesn't really matter so much, I guess, what kind of animals are there, because I just want people to be able to learn about them regardless of what it is. So, you know, I have a lot of animals here. So thankfully, I have a lot to work with in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But even though I have 60 animals here, not all of them are great for shows and stuff. So before the launch of the business, I purchased a few invertebrates, because I don't have many of them. I've I have one tarantula. Um, now I have a few more since I got more for the zoo. But I got those specifically because I love teaching people about, I guess, like the creepy crawlies, you know, tarantulas, mm -hmm, scorpions, mm -hmm. things like that. Things that people don't typically like. I love 
getting to show people those and show them how cool they can be. Um, so I purchased a new tarantula, a new scorpion before the launch of the business. Um, I purchased a Colorado River Toad as well because I wanted an amphibian that I could use for shows, but you know, frogs don't tend to be the best for that because you can't really handle them a whole lot. So I only had frogs, so I wanted to get some sort of toad that would be a bit better mm -hmm. for handling. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, thought behind some of the animals here, but I'll, the majority of them were just animals that I already had as pets. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you've given a great overview of what's <laughs> going on. I, what should we expect in the future? I know yeah. we touched on that a little bit, but <laughs> what should we expect in the future? Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, I am really hoping that, you know, the website will just keep growing and keep expanding. I'm going to continue uploading content on there, you know, Things just like blog posts and stuff will be updated almost every single day. Um, videos will be added every single week. But, you know, as time goes on and as I learn things and as the business hopefully grows, I hope a lot more will come of it. Um, like I mentioned, I would love to at some point have a facility in person that people could come and visit and see the animals there. Uh, that would be awesome. But for now, you can uh, meet them all online. <laughs> okay, wonderful. And where can they find information about yeah. the zoo? Yeah, so you can certainly go to the website, which you can find at beyondthewild.ca, or you can also check out uh, one of our social media pages, either Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can find both of those by searching at beyondthewildac. Um, yeah, I guess those are basically our only platforms right now is Instagram and Facebook, but we're active on both of those. So yeah, and I am right now, actually, after this interview, I'm going to go to that shop and I am going to get a t shirt with that awesome <laughs> logo on it. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, uh, we have the shop as well, which is always great if you're looking for um, another way to support us rather than like memberships or something. The, the shop is great. Uh, we have over 100 different products with a few different designs. There's a chameleon design, a frog, a blue tongue, a cat gecko. And then of course, there's our logo designs as well. So all of the designs are based off of actual animals that we have here. There's Fiona, who's my Parsons chameleon, Linguini, the white tree frog, Sage, my cat gecko, and Bella, my blue tongue skink. Thank you so much yeah, for coming on you. and sharing about your new adventure. This is very exciting, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on you through this year and seeing awesome. how it's going. <laughs> Thank you all so right. much for having Bye. me. And so there we have a great story of somebody who made it happen. How many of us have these great ideas and then just, just decide we don't have the skills to pull it off and so we let it go? Well, entrepreneurs and innovators, they think about the world in a different way. They think about what would they like to accomplish and then they figure out what skills they need to get them there. And I think this is a perfect story where Emma had trouble with Google Docs, but by the end of this story, she's created a membership website. It's a lesson for us all on what can be accomplished if we set our sights on the end goal instead of the limitations that we have today. So I encourage you to go check out Emma's virtual zoo at beyondthewild.ca and we can follow along as she grows in her entrepreneurial projects. Once again, if you'd like to continue this discussion, find me on Instagram at reptileentrepreneur, all one word. 
and we'll be talking about the myriad of subjects that entrepreneurs in the reptile community face. Thank you for joining me here, and I will see you next time.